Wow. Yep. Hey, baby, we're in fear. Hey, Zach, how are you? I'm great. Fantastic. Yeah. I am also doing spectacular. Right. And we know what we're talking about today. We know what we're talking about. Even the listeners know what we're talking about. Yeah. This week, we're talking about a creature that is currently enticing all of our imaginations as we yep. speak. Mm-hmm. This is a current event thing. Yeah. Uh, so what we're going to do is I guess I'm just going to dive into what I got here. Yeah, but this is Weird and Feared. This is Weird and Feared. That's the name of this show. Yeah, you probably figured that out at this yeah, point, but I mean, right. just throw it in there. No, it's still worth saying, especially if you are a first-time listener. You need to go back and listen to the other episode, though. So. Yeah, jo- yeah. This, so come this, back to this one. Yeah, this one is this one is a part two. Yeah, not going to advertise as a part two because sequels don't sell. Yeah, but that's that's right. fine. It's re- reimagining. Exactly. Yeah, it's a continuation. Yeah. All right. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Okay, my body is ready. Here we go. Misery. It affects every one of us differently. We react to it, adapt to it, suppress or indulge in it. As a child, a parent's loving embrace can be all it takes to save oneself from the insanity of an out-of-control world. But what if your parents are the very source of your misfortune? It's unfortunate. What then? How can you turn that insanity into serenity? Where do you go? What do you do? How do you cope? Who can you turn to for help? Who would even listen when everything is on the verge of collapse? Who will act as your guiding light? Cicero, Illinois, 1981. All right. Hoping the backyard would give him enough solitude to control his emotions, he wandered outside to clear his head. Center his thoughts. Come to grips with his present situation. He was 13 years old, and this was not an uncommon activity, for he had done this several times before. While on the grass alone, he began to reach a deep, quote, spiritual awareness, more intense than anything he had ever grappled with before. This is where he went to cope from the horrors that befell him inside the troubled house. This is escape. Exactly. He's outside. Inside is maybe a rough family life. Right. So he came outside. Kind of channels his thoughts. Peaceful. Exactly. Yeah. This meditative state would not last. And when he snapped out of his trance, he was hit with a sudden realization. He was no longer alone. Hmm. Was he ever alone? Someone had been listening. But to his thoughts, who was in his head? Uh Uh-oh. Two bright, glowing red eyes locked with his. From across the alleyway, he noticed something. Standing in front of his neighbor's garage, approximately 75 feet away. But it did not resemble his neighbor. (laughs) No. (laughs) Shit. I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember Ted having glowing eyes. Yeah, Ted. <laughs> Ted did not have glowing eyes. Does he have cool? No, they're not tinted. He doesn't wear glasses. I don't know what that is. Um, unless, of course, his neighbor was seven feet tall 
and had a pair of wings folded against his back. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's Ted. No, that's it's, not him. It's not Ted. <laughs> yeah, that's not him. I don't know no. that guy. <laughs> no, this was no neighbor. Its long, thin head continued facing towards him. The eyes again. Ah, oh, the glowing red eyes. They were unrelenting. No dream or drug-induced hallucination. Again, he's 13 years old. The b- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. How yeah. much could he really be am into? Am I tripping? Yeah. What am I doing? What did I eat? What's in my yard? Where am I sitting? The boy soon realized that whatever this thing was, it was using a type of telepathy to hold his attention. The experience lasted up to seven minutes, leaving the child mystified and ashamed. Damn. He did not understand or know how to verbalize this to anyone, for he kept this a secret for 35 years. Damn. So, hey, how would you react if you were 13 years old and had something talking to your brain? Not well. All right, well, how would you react if you were 13 years old and your friend came up to you and said, Hey, dude, yesterday a winged being was sending messages into my brain. <laughs> What'd you say to your friend? How would that go? Yeah, me too. He'd be like, he'd be like, Man, there's thing in the gr- I saw it wasn't Ted, and it was like sending messages in my fucking head. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. They're not they weren't Ted messages. They were I don't know what that was, but it's not. What encouraged this man, dubbed MR for privacy reasons. Believe it or not, a lot of people who decide to, it's Michael Robertson. It's, I mean, maybe it is. I'm not gonna I'm just I, throwing it out it, there. It could be, who knows? I but, got you. I got you. <laughs> But a lot of people, when they decide to share this information, don't want their identity known. Yeah, that, that seems that, reasonable. That might shock you. Yeah, no, that's... Uh... Yeah. But dubbed, dubbed MR for privacy reasons by Singular Fortean. I'm assuming that's how that's, how that's pronounced. It's spelled F-O-R-T-E-N. I actually looked into that for the last episode. Did you? It's a whole thing. Uh, it is a whole thing. It's a whole website that I draw from a lot. I forget what the guy's name. He was a author in the 1920s that's covered a bunch of weird stuff so oh shit so that is the term that's where it comes that from. they use shit yeah do you know if it's pronounced Fordian? because I, I went to look up the pronunciation so i wasn't talking on my ass that's kind of how i was pronouncing it when i was looking through everything all right i think i'm gonna stick with that and then if i'm wrong i'll back you up on here all in right. a second all right that sounds good Fordian. yep it's pronounced the it. definition is relating or denoting paranormal phenomenon and it is based off of charles fort beautiful because this man mr again his identity withheld for privacy reasons by singular fortian researcher author and runner of the blog phantoms and monsters.com lon strickler to share his experience with lon and therefore the world so what encouraged this man to hit up lon and tell him this terrifying story from 1981. 81. That's. Well, huh. yeah, well, um, you already know. You've seen the episode title. <laughs> it, hey, everybody, it's time. Spooky time. The Chicago Mothman. Sit with that for a second. I would like to. All right. Communicate with him, maybe. Well, you might get your chance. Think he drinks? You might get your chance. I think the Mothman, I think just being around him might get you drunk. So. That's interesting. I I guess, I figure he's kind of, he might be an intoxicating character. Yeah. Maybe get him him a beer. 
Yeah, we'll find out here. Yeah, we will. Starting in 2011, something truly incredible was underway. And yes, I'm sticking with incredible. If anything, you could consider that an understatement. Reports of a flying humanoid creature, or quite possibly creatures with an S, oh yes, multiple creatures, possessing attributes associated with owls, bats, and gigantic moths, even gargoyles, began taking place in and around Chicago. And these stories circulated a few select paranormal websites before exploding into discussion groups and internet gossip. Initially ignored by wider media outlets, for, let's be honest, obvious reasons, eventually the phenomenon would become too significant to ignore, with publications such as Vice and others penning articles on the very subject. Mm-hmm. It being a local story for the two of us, it's always been in our peripheral, and I admit, I may have been paying attention more than most people, but when I got down to it, even I was impressed. Well, you were the Chicago Mothman for Halloween last year. I was. <laughs> okay. I had a Chicago Bulls hat. It had little like holes in it. I put little antennas in it. Mm-hmm. And then I wore my Rex Grossman Bears jersey. Oh, sexy Rexy. He had, it had the Super Bowl, lo- uh, Super Bowl logo on it. And I got that from Goodwill for like eight bucks. Ooh. And I was like, I'm buying that Bears overpaid jersey. overpaid for that one. You know how much I like football? Zero <laughs> percent. But for eight bucks, I was owning that. Maybe it was the Mothman costume in the waiting. So I was the Chicago Mothman. I had my sweet rose-tinted aviators on. <laughs> yeah. I was looking real cool. Mm-hmm. Nobody knew who I was. Good job, everybody. Way to let me down. <laughs> so disappointing. But still, when I got down to it, I was impressed by this number of sightings, Zach. I really was. I had no idea what was going on. If you count a very early sighting in 1969... As of March 2019, there have been 90 reported sightings, with most taking place after 2011. Damn. We've talked about some monsters on this show. Mm-hmm. Not all, or even most monsters, clearly. But still, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, that's a good amount of uh, sightings. Right. And persistent. That's why I'm sticking with incredible. I don't use the term lightly. People from all walks of life have witnessed the beast. This isn't like a Bigfoot hunter going into the Shawnee National Forest to find Bigfoot, coming out and saying, hey, guess what, everybody? Yeah, I found Bigfoot. No. No. This isn't... No this one's is just people going about their day. Yeah, that guy might be a little biased, yeah? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, no. This is a story of a woman going out for an evening run who turns to the sky and sees something that fills her with dread. This is a pair of college roommates saying something with wings and glowing eyes. And yes, those eyes glowed red. Was paying, oh, whoops, was playing Peeping Tom and staring into their bedroom. Mm, don't oh. pay Peeping Tom. Yeah, don't pay Peeping Tom. <laughs> he That's a whole, he's not earning that. That is a whole separate exchange of currency. Yeah. But if you were to pay the Peeping Mothman, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if he has a use for money. But no, yeah, this is. A <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah, I, I mean, I, Probably I, not. I mean, I don't see him walking into the the gas station to buy a pack. Just of goes sm- through a drive-through real quick. Yeah, he's like, "Hey, I like a McChicken, please." Yeah, but he doesn't say anything. No, he just talks to you through your mind. Yeah. yeah. Or he walks into the gas station to buy a pack of smokes. <laughs> I'll take a Marlboro Red, please. Yeah. Are you a Mothman? No. <laughs> forget i was here that's when that blue blazer comes in <laughs> yeah he covers his wings he just throws on the blue blazer like, and he's like 
I was never here. Yeah, he smiles real big. Yeah, this is a man and his son attempting to catch some fish. But in addition to the fish, they caught a glimpse of a winged phantom. This is the story of a bunch of tough guys being scared out of their minds because an extraordinary creature decided he wanted his presence known. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Oh, no. This is the ongoing story of the Chicago Mothman or the Chicago Phantom. Hmm. Why the distinction? Oh, we'll get into it. Yeah, I haven't heard that one. Yeah, well, the accounts, they started slow. August 22nd, 2011. A man taking a picture of a cigar store Indian in his old neighborhood around 63rd and Pulaski Road in Chicago inadvertently snaps a picture of what appears to be a man in a wingsuit high in the sky behind said statue. But it seems to be much larger than any ordinary man. And oh yes, Zach, you can see this photo. Just use your laptop and search um, Chicago Mothman, like August 22nd, 2011. It'll come up. Because this is a legitimate photograph that I guess has supposedly been tested and has not been digitally altered. And it's the only picture you're going to get. Well, the one I'm seeing is definitely altered. Hold on. Let's back this up. That one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, look at that guy. Look at him in the corner. That's weird. What is that? It I mean, like it's like a giant fucking bat or something. It's, it's the most you're going to get, so look at it and soak it in. Right? Kind of like a guy in a wingsuit. Got yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. He's mostly sighted at night. Sorry for the spoiler, everybody. So that's during the day. You can see some color there. Yeah. He kind of looks like a guy in a wingsuit, but like not really, right? Right, yeah. Okay. All right. All right, so... Keep that in your brain for as I continue this tale. Uh, September 30th, 2011. About one block from the University of Illinois Chicago's main campus. A Friday night. As two college girls preparing for an evening out in the town, one of them heard the other shriek in terror from her bedroom and quickly went to check and see if she was in fact okay. She was not. She was distressed, huddled in the corner of her room, terrified. When asked what she saw, she said that, quote, when she turned to face the mirror, quote, and then the quote continues, she turned around to see two brightly lit orange eyes looking back at her, end quote. She, she colorblind? Because they're definitely red. They're definitely red, but I feel orange, <laughs> orange is close enough. Yeah. And who knows the other lighting? Like uh-huh. if, if she said, like, blue, I'd call bullshit. <laughs> but orange, I'll give her the orange. Yeah. like, all right, it's a yeah. warmer color. I get it. You're a little freaked out. I get it. The creature, quote, was looking at her as though she was prey, end quote. The other roommate's phone rang. She heard to answer it, but as she did, she stopped in her tracks. Her boyfriend had just called, just in time to hear her own frightened response, for she had answered the phone just in time to see the leering monster lurking behind her roommate's window, now staring at her from the same window. Hmm. Her boyfriend arrived at the apartment with his friend and told her that on their way there, quote, they had seen a large bat with glowing eyes. Okay. They told her it was, quote, perched, quote, on a basketball hoop. And then it flew away and emitted a loud whoosh sound. Hmm. He described it as being up to seven feet tall, dark gray to black, End quote, and that its eyes had, quote, the intensity of glowing embers, end quote. 
He claimed other people saw it in the park alongside them. Many people around their school were describing seeing something similar that Friday night, later that week. A, quote, large bat. Mothman goes to school. Mothman goes to school. (laughs) All right. Isn't that your favorite co-ed? Mm-hmm. Two weeks later, mid-October 2011, by this point, flyers about the creature had been posted around the university campus, which is why this account was reported to ufoclearinghouse.com. When it comes to the Mothman, it's an important site. Another student was out for a walk with his girlfriend. Also, just a little spoiler, the Mothman likes to show up around couples, which I think is fantastic. What a good bonding moment. Yeah, I mean, at least he gives, you know, you're not the crazy person. Right. Like, like you, oh, sure, honey, you saw that. That's cool. No, I totally believe you. It's like, no, shit, we both saw that, right? It's it's you against the world. Yeah. Maybe he's really Cupid. I mean, I got ahead of myself. Uh, just think about whoa. it. I'm just, dang, uh-huh. this, that just came to me. Leave that alone. That's too much to deal with right now. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> but there, he was walking with his girlfriend when they saw a crowd of people react too well. In the student's own words, quote, it looked like a man. It looked like a man with wings, end quote. <laughs> I mean, it's intense. Uh-huh. He said it had glowing red eyes and resembled a massive sugar glider. It disappeared after bolting away. I mean, a massive sugar glider? Yeah, those don't exist. Those things are like really tiny, so yes. a massive one would be horrifying. Right. Like, what the hell is that? As there are Canthy's stories, just know that I left out some incredible specifics because I'm less talking about each individual story as I am about the overall phenomenon. For the complete accounts, check out Lon Strickler's book, Mothman Dynasty, Chicago's Winged Humanoids. When you read over them, you'll notice these people don't mince words and believe what they're saying. Lon Strickler and other paranormal investigators like Manuel Navarrete often perform follow-up interviews, gaining even more insight. Mr. Strickler uses his 40-plus years of investigative experience to weed out the obvious hoaxers. Truth be told, whether it cryptid or something else, it certainly seems that these people saw something. They were doing normal things, not out looking for monsters, or doing podcasts about monsters, or doing illustrations of monsters. Oh. If we actually see anything, Zach, we're screwed. Yeah. No one will believe anything we say. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Yeah, I saw this demon monster with wings, and it was breathing fire. Mm -hmm. All right, man, go get fucked. All right, well. Were you drinking? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, I was. Okay, (laughs) in a valid. No, but I mean, it still looks like I might be wasted, (laughs) but I know what a human with wings looked like. Like, nah, pass. (laughs) Get out of here. Next thing you're going to tell me you saw a guy by the Adam Canal with bare hands. Oh, maybe. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that first report, one guy even got something on camera, the picture I showed you. Mm -hmm. The image of the cigar store Indian. That's something, right? Those wings look pretty membrane-y. Like a bat, which is a huge differentiating detail between a traditional Mothman and the Chicago Phantom. The Mothman we discussed previously in Point Pleasant was very feathery, and they often said bird, not bat. Yeah, it was... Bird was common. Bird wings was bird overall. Wings. Uh-huh. So could, could that photo I showed you be part of the lie? Even though it's been tested? Even though it's been analyzed? Was it photoshopped? Huh? That it hasn't been altered? Or has been altered? Maybe. Always a legitimate maybe. More lies? Possibly. 
If that is the case, people didn't start lying again until 2017. So the Mothman went dark between 2011 and yeah. 2017. He was going to school. The Chicago, he, yeah, he was getting education. Yeah. <laughs> that's about the time. Yeah. He dicked around a little bit, spent an extra semester or two. Yeah, I mean, that's... Changed his major. I may or may not have taken that long, so... so that's fine. He, or somewhere he, near that, you know? Yeah, so it's believable. It's yeah. reasonable. Yeah, so worth noting, the investigator who received those three initial reports was the previously mentioned Manuel Navarrete of UFOClearinghouse.com. When 2017 rolls around, he gets hit with the first report and setting again. Now, I really hope this isn't a case of Peter Parker always getting the best pictures of Spider-Man, oh, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Just throwing it out there. But as Manuel has interviewed many of these witnesses in person, that probably isn't the case. But I can always sense people's skepticism, especially about something that is this awesome. I mean, too good to be true. It's okay to be a little skeptic. Anyways, moving on to the first chronological sighting, which was reported much later. Um, I still figure this will give us a nice linear trajectory. So this sighting was not reported at the time it happened, but it did happen at this time. March 22nd, 2017. Cicero Avenue and the 290 Expressway. Noon. I think noon. I should have wrote PM or AM. That's fine. A man named Billy Bance <laughs> sees what appears to be a man in a wingsuit. I'm assuming it's daytime because he couldn't see the guy. He's driving a truck. Yeah. I think it was noon. Okay. It's, you know, what are you going to do? That looks an awful lot like the image captured in the Indian photo from earlier. Billy said the being was, quote, the size of a large automobile. April 7th, 2017, Oz Park. This is the first reported sighting to Manuel in 2017. Or Manuel. I should probably say Manuel. The sighting that reignited the fervor. A woman walking her unusually apprehensive dogs, a large wingman, standing over seven feet tall with wings folded behind him. Their peak about a foot taller than his head. So, like, they're folded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, a lot of the Mothman drawings are yeah. similar. Which had the traditional glowing red eyes. Mm. When its wings were extended, its wingspan was, quote, at least 10 feet across from tip to tip. Sounds pretty familiar. Uh-huh. Also important, she said, quote, I felt like this thing could see right through me, read me. It knew what I was thinking. Like it could stare right into my very soul. Huh. Manuel said this woman was a, quote, educational professional, end quote. What Lon and Manuel have noticed is that when pressed, these witnesses do not embellish their stories. They stick to what they saw, and most aren't trying to become famous and often fear for their careers if it gets out that they are talking about fantasy mothmen to paranormal researchers. Seems somewhat reasonable. I mean, I wish we could live in a society where it wasn't naughty. And career-threatening to talk about wing humanoids. Yeah, like... But what can you do? Like, hey, man, I saw the Mothman yesterday. I'm like, oh, he might get fired now. Yeah. Whoa, why? I just saw... Oh, yeah, don't tell oh, anybody hey, don't, that. Yeah. Did I you, don't know. Hey, psst. Jeff saw the Mothman. I want to know if somebody saw the Mothman. Right? Wouldn't you want more people coming out? Yeah. It just shows that most people don't think like me. Because yeah. I'd be telling everyone I saw the Mothman. Which, right? is, which is why I'll never see him. <laughs> yeah. He's not coming to me. Uh-huh. April 16th, 2017. Little Village, 10.30 p.m. Hey, remember that name. 
Remember Little Village. Mm-hmm. Remember the neighborhood, for this is the first of many to come. Perfect. A bunch of guys and their kids were hanging out when they saw a large owl that stood up on two legs, was around six feet tall, and, quote, had glowing red eyes that were completely freaking everybody out, end quote. They said it looked like a lechuza, which in Mexican folklore is a shape-shifting witch. Oh, pin in that. Yes, we'll get to the <laughs> lechuza later. For now, the Chicago Mothman, Owl mm-hmm. Man, Chicago Phantom. It's lechuza. Yeah, we're, we'll come back there. We'll wave to her later. April 15th, 2017, just a day later, Chicago International Produce Market, just off South Damon Avenue. Yes, very specific. 2 a.m. No, I've yeah? been there. Have you? Uh, yeah, I've driven through that area. Yes. Yeah. Well, at 2 a.m., four to five men were gathered near the loading docks. One man said it, quote, was the biggest freaking owl I have ever seen, quote. Just over seven feet tall. That's a big fucking owl. It's a big owl. It's a big fucking owl. And all black. With its only visible dose of color being its, quote, bright yellowish slash reddish eyes like a cat. It had wings like an owl, but larger and stood upright, quote. No shit, the thing's seven feet tall. It better have bigger wings. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah, if it's that large, it can't have little tiny wings. Yeah. It was the size of a man with the wings of an owl. Whoa. Yeah, what? How'd you even see him in the dark? But it did stand upright like mm-hmm. a man. Its presence made one of those guys feel like a scared little kid. Quote, he was glad someone threw a rock at it and made it go away. Mm-hmm. Get out of here. There's a similar story in uh, My Mothman. Go on. That I didn't cover. Do but, it. Cover it now. But a car... Uh, group of people said to have pulled up and thrown rocks at it. Hilarious. Until one landed closely. Oh, and then it was like, fuck that. Yeah, and then it was like, fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) That's when its confidence was like, all right, gotta go. Yeah, it was like, that was too close. Yeah, they might hit you. April 15th, 2017, I think it's the same day. Two miles off Montrose Beach, 2 a.m. While celebrating a friend's birthday by having a boat party... That sounds cool. A woman noticed a giant bat over six feet, four inches tall. It's a big fucking bat. And she also was very specific on those measurements because um, that's the size and uh, that's the height of her husband. Mm-hmm. So I just think she goes throughout her whole life measuring things against her husband. Yeah. He's six inches, six feet, not six inches, that's hilarious. <laughs> six feet, four inches, so that's a pretty big truck, I guess. And that's a pretty big bat. And it was gliding in the sky. It did three passes around their boat. Then sped away. Hmm. She was filled with an overwhelming sense of dread. And I'm sure by now you might already be piecing some commonalities together and some differences found between these stories. I would say there's a commonality there's because, a... again, in a story I didn't relate yes. in the last episode. Do it. Uh, there's a truck driver okay. that said that he was being circled by it for a while. Nice. Also, something I left out, and I wish I would have mentioned it, because it happens, I think, in two or three of these stories, this one being one of them. When the Mothman flew away from the boat, they saw a weird, unnatural light. Huh. So, connecting that to the UFO shit earlier, mm-hmm. I ask a question in this episode, and we might have answered it, but when we get to it, I'll mention what I'm talking about. Yeah, sure. All right, but April 27th, 2017, Little Calumet River. 7.30 p.m. 
piece of shit together. Mm-hmm. As they were wrapping up an evening of catfishing, a man and his son, not the internet catfishing, that'd be weird. That would be that'd weird. Be, him and his son were looking for, they're pr- playing pretend on the internet. <laughs> yeah. They saw a Mothman. Huh. They, they cat- swiped right on that. <laughs> <laughs> Did they catch the Mothman? Did he think he was going they out for a... Yeah, the, the catfish the Mothman. <laughs> well, this is awkward. <laughs> oh. Oh. Well, I figure they had like a fake picture of like a moth woman. Yeah. So he goes yeah. and he sees like a guy. He's like, oh, well, Sally went out. Yeah. The Mothman's like, Sally's not a moth girl name. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, let's well, not worry about it. But they were actually looking for legitimate fish. And a man and his son heard the loud screech of train brakes. However... There was no train to be found. A loud screech of train brakes. There were train tracks nearby, but no train, which is even weirder. Mm -hmm. But they heard the loud screech of train brakes. They looked to the sky and saw a solid black figure, the, quote, size of a full-grown man, end quote, with a wingspan of 10 feet. Mm -hmm. May 7th, 2017, Calumet Park. An off-duty state trooper and his son saw a winged humanoid around six feet tall in flight, and he estimates, quote, the speed of this thing to be over 40 to 50 miles per hour, end quote. It flew right over the streetlights and had a wingspan of up to 10 feet. May 19th, 2017. A lot of sightings, Zach. Yeah. Downtown Marina. Up until now, only one being had been spotted at a time. Oh. The beings may have been more bat-like or more owl-like. But again, they had only been spotted alone. Well, a pair of winged beings were noticed performing aerial maneuvers with each other. Yes, two winged creatures by a group of people securing their boat. Lots of loud shrieks were heard. One eyewitness said, quote, it looked like they were dancing in a weird sort of way, end quote. They were doing figure eights, for one and a half to two minutes before flying away, this eyewitness wondered, quote, Are these things just giant bats, or are they just gargoyles? End quote. Gargoyles? I mean, we're running the gauntlet here. Yeah. But are they just giant bats, or are they just gargoyles? I don't think just is a yeah, word you should be using. Or are here. they just gargoyles? <laughs> yeah, just one of those gargoyle things. Huh. Okay. All right. Well, that very same day, a woman and her daughter, again, this is always pairs. Yeah. Nobody alone sees them. And there's, like, the marina, there's a bunch of people over there. Yeah, normally a lot. Seriously. And if somebody's, like, looking up at the sky and then they, they hear these weird shrieks, which may or may not sound like train breaks, mm-hmm. like, what the hell's that? Well, the woman and daughter saw one, quote, large winged person, quote, along the river walk with, you know already, glowing red eyes. Hmm. The woman had skydived before and knows what wingsuits look like, and she confirms no one in their right mind would try those moves in a wingsuit. Huh. So he's doing some risky shit. Yeah. Plus, some people have seen two people, two moth people. Right. Two phantoms. I mean, what the hell? I'm assuming a bunch of people also wouldn't see two birds and be like, those are people. It's got to be abnormally large. Right. And yeah. you've seen birds. I've seen a few in You know time. what a bird looks like. Yep. May 27th, 2017, Calumet Park near 127th and Ashland. A couple saw a, quote, large black flying man with wings, quote. That seems pretty specific. Specific. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. yeah. Large black flying man with wings glide across the face of the moon. Now, that's cool. just that's just romantic to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's just 
you with your loved one see a, just a large black flying man with the wings that go across the moon. Mm-hmm. You lean in for that kiss. You do that shoulder touch. Yeah. Do you see that? That shoulder. You you extend your hand a little bit like. Yeah. Psst. That was fucked up, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> May 27th, 2017. North Rightwood Avenue and North Lakeview Avenue. A married couple saw a giant bat-like creature flying 15 feet in the air, solid black, and two glowing red eyes. When people stress bat, these accounts use a membrane a lot. So I'm assuming they can see like it's thin, veiny. They can see something like that. Hmm. Membrane's very specific. Yeah, that's... Previous story, like, you know, bird, owl, you know... It's very bird-like. A lot of feathers. Yeah, they said the entire body was covered in feathers and stuff. Yeah, this is skin. Membrane. Yeah, that's different. Some reports go on to say the creature has hands on its wings, like a bat, and no human arms. Some say it has membrane wings mounted on its back and separate human arms, and some say it has human arms and owl-like wings, but to, per- to be perfectly honest, different people can interpret things in different ways. But by now, I'm sure you've caught on to the commonalities, the broad strokes, the creature's all black with red eyes and large wings structured with a human-like posture. Mm-hmm. It for sure has legs, but the encounters are short. Outside of a few shrieks, the creature doesn't stick around to talk about the weather or how the Blackhawks need a better defense, mm. which unfortunately is still a problem today. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And tomorrow. Recent news. They, yeah. It's dead men walking. Yep. That's depressing. But I mean, mm-hmm. hey, it's always next year. Yep. The quick glimpses can naturally make the smaller details trickier for people to catch. Personally, when it comes to my hot take, I feel if it's human arms, um, I feel like it's human arms might be tucked away for flight, so you might not even see them, especially if it's nighttime and barely lit. Because some people don't see like obvious human arms. Yeah, I mean, but some people do. So if, if I had giant wings on my back, what do I do with my arms while I'm flying? Right. Do I like do the Superman pose. Right. I mean, maybe you just the first. Put them in your pockets. Like, <laughs> yeah, as Mothman pockets. Yeah. There's like little kangaroo pockets on the side. It's like, yeah. It's like, yeah. There you go. Right. Because I figure like it gets aerodynamically, you might instinctively just put them away. Right. You'd probably tuck them back if, like, you, if you can fly. Right. And like we're humans, we have hands, so like we want to like play pretend with our with our hands, our arms. Yeah. But if we actually have wings, what do you? Like can... that aren't your arms. You're not flapping your arms around. No, right, you know? exactly. Yeah. No, the wings You'd go. You'd probably tuck, just tuck them back. Or, right, you tuck and fly. Or cross them. Yeah. Like, I'm bored, I'm just flying. Yeah, I'm bored. <laughs> I can fly tonight. Yeah. Like every other night, because I'm a mothman. Yeah. In an article on Singular40and.com by Tobias Wayland, who has written several articles about the sightings and is also an important figure in the reporting and documentation of the event, also his wife, Emily, um, also important for documenting the creature. Mm-hmm. Lon was quoted as saying, quote, it could just be that people see things differently too, end quote. I mean, you know, but, but then again, Lon states that maybe, quote, people who witness it are predisposed to see it. Certain people can see it and certain people cannot. Hmm. Is there an entire class of people who can only see the creature like mediums who can converse with spirits are there people who are potential mothman prophets possessing a unique ability to see the creature and tell us of his arrival is there i feel like when you introduce only certain people can see it there's a lot of things going on here there's but i mean a lot of things happening there depending on how telepathic he is 
I mean, some people are colorblind. Right. Maybe most people are just blind to seeing this paranormal moth creature. This goes to something I was reading, I believe John Keel has written about, where some people can see, you know, color is subjective. It um, is. Where we all know red is red, stuff like that. Yeah. And what we know is red, you maybe know. I mean, we all identify it as red. Correct. Um. So what he was saying was something along the lines of, uh, like, some people can see a different frequency, and we all see the same thing, but maybe they see it differently. Right, like... If I break it down, like, super simplistic. Sure. Like, you're, like, we'll both see the color red, but my red is different than your red. Right. But we both call that same, whatever that is, it still lines up for red for us. Right. So, yeah, you extrapolate that. Maybe, I mean, like, you know what I mean? You can crack that open. Right. It can be like, well, I saw something, but it looked relatively normal. Yeah. And then someone else could be like, I saw this seven foot tall mothman. <laughs> yeah. You're like, well, I didn't see that. Yeah, I, did. I, missed, I, <laughs> I missed that part. I must have missed that little right. bit there. Lon Strickler is confident that multiple flying humanoids could very well be dwelling in and around the city of Chicago. Discrepancies between reports could be explained by different creatures because of certain differences between the... All right, here we go. Because of certain differences between the Point Pleasant Mothman and the varying reports of the Cook County-based creature itself, you know, that shift from owl to bat, back again, and all the other details I mentioned above, Lon coined the term the Chicago Phantom to serve as an all-encompassing catch-all. Okay. But honestly, even when I call this thing a Mothman, I know fully well it's not just a giant moth. And if it is one being, it's looked different or has been seen differently by multiple people. It's been speculated that it could even be a shapeshifter, but that opens up an entirely different can of moths. Correct. And I am not going there. Well, but if we go to last week's episode... Maybe we should. Uh, the only reason it became the Mothman was because Batman was popular. Yes. The name actually has nothing to do with it looking like a moth, So it was necessarily. Just, it was just in their vernacular, and they just kind of latched onto it? Yeah. It was, they were like, it's Batman, but it, it looks... It's got feathers, you know, it's kind of fuzzy, so it's a Mothman. Yeah, that's... Yeah, so, I mean, these words... Just might be common things to say, but yeah. So maybe I mean maybe even the Point Pleasant Phantom. I Could mean be. whatever it is. I mean sure. I I mean, Phantom's a cool name. Sure. And I mean if you're, if you're trying to make up for things looking like a a skin bat, and then sometimes it looks like an owl. Can't be the Chicago butterfly. It that really can't. Doesn't sound ominous at all. No. I mean it can't be. Yeah, I'm trying to think of. Yeah, I don't know what would be scarier. The Chicago. I don't know. Nothing is cool. Yeah. Nothing is cool. I'm not even going to try. I'm going to leave it alone. Leave yeah. it alone. Because anyways, the sightings continued. June 3rd, 2017. 400 block of North Arlington Place, sandwiched between North Clark Street and North Lakeview Avenue, Lincoln Park. Again, very specific. Mm-hmm. A truly terrified couple called Lon and told him after coming home from dinner, they saw a, quote, seven, eight foot solid black humanoid, quote, it had wide membrane wings like a bat, possessing 
a 12-foot wingspan. It had an obvious head, but it was thinner than a human's. Noteworthy about this encounter were no legs were visible. Were its legs tucked? Maybe. Its body tapered to a point. They felt a sense of foreboding. Ooh. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. That is a huge thing. That same day, around the same time and identical location, a woman said to UFO Clearinghouse that her and her guy saw a giant, pitch-black, featherless membrane winged bat-like creature. Our phantom was showing off again. Uh-huh. June 17th, 2017. Summer's getting going now. Ohio Street Beach, 7 p.m. A jogger reported a giant bat with similar dimensions to previous reports. You know, six feet tall, eight foot wingspan. A little smaller, but how many people's estimates are dead on? It's still pretty close. Uh-huh. Like instead of 10 feet, it's eight feet. Instead of six or seven, it's it's the same creature, right? Right, yeah. It's not that he's, it, it's not like it's three feet by two feet. It's in the right. same ballpark. The jogger noted that many people saw it. One person said, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> that was me. I want to say that was me. That was Zach. That was me. Look at that. I was like, look at that. Look at that. Hey. Hey, look at that. June 23rd, 2017. 9.30. P.M. Adler <laughs> Planetarium. Oh, shit. A couple was spending their anniversary in joy museums and hunting Pokemon when they saw a large bat-like creature with human features leaving an aura of uneasiness in its wake. That was the peak of Pokemon Go right there, wasn't it? Yeah, June... Summer of 2017? June 23rd, yeah, middle of summer, absolutely. Mm-hmm. In In the town, in, you know, by all the museums and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And mm-hmm. like it's a peak place. You know there's a lot of Pokemon in the planetarium. Oh yeah. All the water Pokemon and it's the cities. It always was weird to me that the cities had more Pokemon as opposed to like the rural areas because Pokemon just live in the cities. But it makes sense there's more people there. Yeah, there's not a single Pokemon on my block. Because no. I don't live on a block. No. And I mean I have to walk to like one house. For some reason they picked one random house on my street where like a bunch of Pokemon would go. It's it was a very weird decision. I never understood it. Well, at least you got a Pokemon on your street. I, I don't know. have any. That's true. It's sad. That's why I don't I get, play, really. I haven't, yeah, I haven't looked for a Pokemon in a long time. But I left it in for a reason, because it was mentioning the report. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's literally what they were doing. They well, were, I mean, that was the peak of that. That's it was. Like, there everybody. Was, everybody was doing right, it. Right, right. I do miss the hype. Everybody was so jacked. Right, yeah. It was awesome. It was a fun summer. It was. It was, absolutely. I didn't even, I didn't even like Pokemon up until that point, really. I mean, I spent a long time since I dabbled with any Pokemon. Right. Yeah. Well, these people, these people found a, a very real life Pokemon, evidently. Mm-hmm. You know, large oh. bat-like creature. Whoa, my God, what is that? Throw my phone at I was, him. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that. Get him. Catch him. Yeah. Oh, shit. Use your phone. Yeah. What was that? Well, same day, same place, a guy was hanging out with his friends by the lakeside because, quote, it's fun, and you get to meet a lot of girls, end quote. I like his priorities. Yeah. While enjoying their, quote, usual table near the taco stand, oh, end quote. nice. They saw the same giant bat. The man making the account said, quote, all three of us were like, what the fuck? <laughs> end quote. 
That's the best quote. It flew out past Soldier Field, above the lake, and disappeared. When it goes into the lake, where does it go? I don't know. Me neither. June 29th, 2017, 7.15 p.m., Auburn, Gresham area. This account may be one of the more cinematic encounters, only to be upstaged by another we will get to shortly. A Chicago police officer sees a group of people hooting and hollering, pointing at a rooftop. They direct the officer and his partner to a, quote, large creature that was approximately six to seven, oh, six and to six and a half feet tall and was very thin. If it had been a human, it would have been emaciated. This thing was standing on top of the building and had what looked like a pair of very large wings that extended out at least eight to ten feet from tip to tip. No discernible features. It just looked like a dark black shadow with wings. The officer says he filed a police report, but as of September 2018, no report has been found. But maybe that isn't surprising, as the city government has done its best to downplay or hide knowledge of this thing. Even if they don't believe it's real, you'd think they'd want one person around to be like, okay, what the hell's going on here? Even if it is a case of mass hysteria, they can maybe look into it. I mean, there's a lot of things being reported in Chicago. Yeah. I mean, how those sheriffs we talk about in the 1970s had less resources than the Chicago PT. But then again, like, you know, Chicago has actual issues to deal with affecting real human beings with real problems. Mm-hmm. So maybe mothmen don't register as a priority. I guess. Maybe. Friday, June 30th. 10.30 p.m., Logan Square. The Owl. Hmm. The bar. Not related to the creature we're talking about in yeah. any way. Huh. But maybe that's why he likes to go there. Maybe. A man who worked security was outside having a smoke when he noticed a giant bat-like creature flying just above the streetlights. That's so low. Why is he flying so low? That's pretty low. Well, flying low was pretty awesome because this employee had a good view of it. He said it was five and a half feet tall gray and had a thin human-like head with a crest not unlike a pterosaur it wasn't nearly as long as a pterosaur but similar in appearance its body like the previous account was said to taper in the back with legs tucked underneath it wingspan about 10 feet membrane wings that's new development he's got a crest on his head yeah hmm Interesting. Not normal. Well, if we go back to last week. Let's do it. I read through a lot of quick sightings. Uh-huh. One said that one had a very long beak, but it was the only one uh, that said it had a beak. But one did. One did. Intriguing. Yeah. Hmm. wonder what they're looking at. Yeah. Right? If you haven't asked yourself this question already, what on earth is going on? That's what we've been saying now. What is going on? What the fuck? On earth. Like that one guy, quote, what the fuck, end quote. Yeah, that's, that's me on <laughs> that's the whole thing. these past couple episodes Exactly. Now. What the fuck? The witness did not mention feeling any fear, but was, was unable to get a photo because his phone was inside the bar. Of course. Charging. Oh. How convenient, right? 
Also, I mean, we're still kind of ramping up, but why hasn't anybody managed to take a picture of it? Mostly at night, right? Right. It's the scourge of any story. I mean, cell phones, we all walk around with pretty decent cameras in our pocket nowadays. We, we do. But they still don't do well at night. It's true. But nobody's even tried. There's nobody like just black screens. Hmm. Like, oh, I got a photo. Well, lack, lack of... Oh, go ahead. I was saying maybe those people are like, I saw some crazy shit, but I tried to take a picture and I got nothing. So. Right. It's true. Yeah. I mean, yeah, right? I mean, lack of documentation in an era where everyone has a high-resolution recording device in their pocket. Yeah. But, I mean, like you said, it's at night. Many people report being in awe, shocked, or mesmerized, with some even stating the creature can use telepathy, stopping these onlookers from taking its picture. Hmm. Boom. Well, there you go. Part of that whole sense of dread thing. Well, yeah. That's, yeah, right? Dread thing, right? Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Is this just an easy way to explain why nobody has snatched a pic of it? Or is this truly an amazing psychic power? I mean, it could be real easy. It could go either way, really. Right? I mean, it fills in a lot of loopholes. Yeah. But it's also, I mean, why can't it have that power? Right. Like, don't take take my picture. I won't. I mean. Keep looking. Also, if you go outside and you try to take a picture of a bird flying overhead. Yeah, it's not good. How quick does that happen? That happen. Unless you're, like, quick on the draw there. Right. How often do you snap a picture that fast? There's no reflective memory right. to do that. And especially people who want to like swipe up and slide to their phone. Fu- it's like, no, you're not going to get there. Like the other day I was driving home from work and I fucking saw a bald eagle. Oh my God, yes. Over me. Yes. Nothing. I can't take a picture of that. That's true. I'm cruising at 50 miles an hour and that right. eagle's going that way. And I was like. You didn't expect to see it. Right. And all you can do is tell me about it. Right. And I just believe you it happened. It did. And I do, I do believe you that it happened. Mm-hmm. But if someone was like, where's the picture? You didn't see an eagle. Like, well, I, all right. Right. Well. Yeah, but. Okay. It's no six foot flying humanoid. No, it's really so. not with a 10 foot wingspan. Right. So, I mean, that could explain why he stuck around a bit. Knowing right. that this guy didn't even have his phone on him. There was no mm-hmm. rush, right? Right. <sighs> what a joke, sir, that moth, man. <laughs> got him. Yeah, I got you. Take a look. Yeah, they'll believe you. Not. <laughs> July 1st, 2017. Lost Marsh Golf Course, Whittingham, Indiana, 10.30 p.m. A family was driving home when the driver noticed a pair of glowing red eyes suspended about 10 feet over the water. The creature is traditionally seen around water. He does like the lake a lot. Yeah. Can he swim? Is that what he does when he flies off into the lake? Now, my hypotheses... After talking about, after listening to you talk about last week, what if that's where his ship is parked? Over Lake Michigan somewhere. He's got a craft. No one's going to go out there, especially if it's far out there. No one's going to see it. Right. It's a big metropolitan area. He flies out, flies back, does whatever the fuck he's doing, and no one will ever see that ship. The woman said she saw a a light in the lake. That's like the closest it's been. Somebody actually in the lake. Or it could have something just to do with water, because there's a bunch of rivers that meet in Point Pleasant. That's yes. why it's kind of a thing. It's a tribute, all the tributaries kind of mm-hmm. line up around there. So yeah, it could just be a water river thing. And there's, I mean, there's so many rivers around here. Right. We yeah. haven't talked about it as much, except for that Indiana one, but he, this creature does branch out. Right, yeah. It's like the Chicago land area. But right now we'll go to July 20th, 2017. Near North Avenue Beach, Chicago, 5 p.m. Near North Avenue Beach, Chicago, 
5 p.m. A group of friends were driving in their car when they saw a creature fly out from underneath a bridge. Quote, it was freaky as fuck to see this thing (laughs) fly up like that. It was like completely black and looked like a giant flying bat. It flew straight up and out of sight. I could not keep watching it as I was trying to drive and not get into a wreck. It was freaky to watch. (laughs) It was freaky as fuck. Yeah. It also lends credibility or credence to some of these reports because, like, that's just somebody talking. Right, yeah. Which is great. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, that's what I would say if that was me. Yeah. <laughs> fuck, it was yeah, fucking was, freaky. Yeah, what the shit was that fr- flying fuck? What was that? Holy shit. Yeah. July 24th, four days later, 2017, 5.10 p.m. Witness was having a smoke outside the Franklin Street tap and looking at the Willis Tower. Lon Strickler says, the witness states that the being's outstretched wings were not very large, maybe six to eight feet from tip to tip, but were very jagged and insect-like. That's new. Shaped similar to a moth. The being was also dark green in color and had a body form like that of a mantis. Well, that's something new. This is a whole different direction. The legs seemed to be human-like and extended beyond the body while flying. He called it a, quote, human insect and bird mix, quote, that seemed to mutate while in flight, end quote. That was all Lon talking. Its body was also green and brown. Now, this is an outlier. No other report before or after this will sound like this. Uh It makes me think this guy is telling a story. It's just lies. Right. But, I mean, who knows? But it sounds like somebody who may have known about this and just want to tell a fucking story. Right, yeah, it sounds completely different from everything else. July 27th, 2017, 8.45, by the Herald Washington Library. Now we're like straight, we're, I mean, we're downtown as downtown gets right now. Right, yeah. Quote, I saw a large bat-like creature that was perched on top of one of the streetlight poles across the street from the Herald Washington Library. This creature stood about seven feet tall and was sitting there motionless, end quote. The creature's eyes, you know, they were glowing red. They were were glowing red. The witness saw kids across the street snap a picture before the all-dark entity shot up into the sky. Now that, it's mentioned, because I'm just picking out pieces, but it is mentioned that he does just shoot. Just shoots up. He kind of shoots just straight up in the air sometimes, like... Whoosh, that whoosh sound. That's a common thing in uh, Point Pleasant. Yeah, he just up and away. July 29th, 2017, Albany Park, Lincoln Square, 10.30 p.m. Two friends see a huge black shape with about an eight-foot wingspan glide for two minutes over the Kimball, Albany area. It headed south. August 1st, 2017, Elgin, 11.45 a.m. That's right, a.m. Quote, he was very high up, but I could tell it was very big, but it was the odd shape that made me think it was the Mothman. Now, anybody who calls it the Mothman knows it's the Mothman, knows the Mothman. Right, yeah. He's into it a little bit. He knows. Right. It looked like a person in one of those... Wingsuits. Squirrel wingsuits, glider suits, yep. Had to be. Yeah, absolutely. But I don't know where someone would have jumped from, and I don't know if people can even get as high as this thing was in those suits. Hmm. There's a lot of tall buildings in Chicago. There are. He's an Elgin. Uh, uh, I don't know yeah. how you're going to get up there. No. August 2nd, 
2017. Bolingbrook, Indian Boundary Park, 10.30 p.m. He's getting closer to us. He is getting closer to us. Uh, quote, the witness grabbed her cell phone in order to capture a photo, but was shocked when the being slowly turned towards her. Overcome with fear, she quickly realized that this was not two people embracing. She encountered this being walking. I cut this out. She was encountered the being walking like a park and saw like a th- it was just standing there. Mm-hmm. So she thought it was somebody with an, two people embracing. Maybe they had an umbrella in their hand. You don't assume Mothman right. humanoid at first. Yeah. But it was a single, tall, dark humanoid. The witness got the feeling that it somehow knew that she was going to take a photo and then reacted. She mentioned that she felt like she was being lured towards the humanoid. The being had exceptional broad shoulders and looked like it was wearing a thick black unknown material. Huh. Hmm. Was it a coat? I don't know if it was blue. It was a black. Cloak? Cloak, yeah. It could be a cloak. Like that gray cloak that one guy said? Uh, yeah, it could be. The head was human-like, but quite small in size. She was within 15 feet of the being, but never noticed any eyes or facial features. Huh. There was enough moonlight available, so she was able to get an excellent look at this being. Uh-huh. In his book, Lon Strickler hypothesizes that maybe it was sleeping or its eyes were closed. Right. And that would be why right. you don't see its, you know, its eyes. When she went home, her son encouraged her to go back. But they left immediately when they came across a dark shadow peering at them from the bushes. Huh. Like, oh, shit. Yeah. Ma, go back. Oh, God, I'll sleep. Uh, yeah. Oh, Changing my mind. Yeah. August 4th, 2017. Melrose Park. Best Buy. Daytime. I was coming out of the Best Buy with my husband when we saw what looked like a large black bat that flew over the building. It must have been at least 20 feet or more up in the air and was solid black and flying very fast. Quote, they took a picture of the being, but by the time she opened her phone, he was extremely distant. I have a question for you. Yeah. We're in the thick of it. Do you want to see that picture? I do. Because you can. Yep. It exists. Hit me with it. All right. So basically, I guess try and search August 4th, 2017, Mellor's Park Mothman to try and get as specific as you can. But you can look at it, and it's just a black blur. What's the date on it again? Um, August 4th, 2017. Yeah, I just got a parking lot photo, basically. Click on it and look in the corner. The upper left corner. Do you see a random black blur? Is it? That's like nothing. There's a pretty random black blur kind of in the middle. Yeah, so that's the picture. Real cool, huh? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty nondescript, really. But it's the only other, like, sighted photo of this creature. It's a black blur, and people zoom in on it, and you can't tell anything. Yeah, I mean, I'm zooming in on it. Just It it's almost just, could nothing. be a smear on the lens or right. something. It's not. It's it's nothing. Or it could be something with wings really far away. It's hard to say anything. Why was the Mothman at Best Buy? Was he picking up his new movie? What, do you, what was he buying on August 4th? I don't even know what you buy at Best Buy anymore. Right, nothing. Like, did I used to buy CDs there. I was, That's yeah. not a thing anymore. No, it's not. Absolutely not. Maybe movie? Was he buying a dishwasher? They sell appliances. Yeah, he maybe he's talking to the Geek Squad. Hey, man, my UFO out in the lake's not working so hot. Can you, uh, you know? Hey guys, can you come out? Yeah. Did you know? Do you? Do you know how to? You know how to fix this? Can you fix my Wi-Fi, guys? Do you know I can't <laughs> can't get a signal in the lake? 
he comes he walks in with his cloak and he's like wearing sunglasses he's like a ninja turtle in disguise yeah <laughs> that's what he looks like he's got a blue jacket and sunglasses on no pants <laughs> he's like i just want to, you, i got a question about my ship what do you guys know about wi-fi connections in lake michigan yeah what do you know about interdimensional travel <laughs> he's like what i'm sorry uh, uh can you fix my wi-fi I yeah meant? it's yeah just you know i'd like to buy a cell phone Mm-hmm. That's the other end of the store. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, no, we're not very good at this. <laughs> yeah. On the same day, a witness walking with their children sees a similar creature in a river forest. Quote, the bat was flapping its wings and flew above us and over the football field. It then banked and flew off in a southwestern direction and disappeared over some treetops. We stood there for about two minutes, stunned, before I collected my girls, who were scared and sobbing, and I continued... The rest of the way home. It continued the rest of the way home. The bat looked like it had human-like arms and legs, just a lot bigger, and had a large pair of bat-like wings that it flapped as it flew. It was black with some gray, but there were no distinguishable features. Melrose Park and River Forest are two miles apart. Mm-hmm. Our dude was headed to the lake. What does he do out there? Again, didn't come to me until your episode. His ship is out there. That's my guess. Could be. Right? I mean, I don't know how many small little islands there are in Lake Michigan, but I would I would like to go to one of them. You know there's got to be a few. I don't think there's any out there. No little tiny ones? Just a big open lake? Yeah. All right, I thought so too, but I'm just thinking about Mothman stuff. Who knows? I mean, yeah. Right? But I mean, even if it's just like a little like rock, but I mean, it's just a big freshwater lake. There wouldn't be. Uh, well, August 6th, 2017. Do you remember that day? Some people do. What if I told you the Mothman likes to party? Oh, what if I, I told I you? knew it. What if I told you he likes to dance? Oh, man. What if I told you he likes to rock and roll? I uh, like it. 9.30 p.m. The Chicago Phantom was at Lollapalooza. No. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's his city, right? <laughs> yeah. Chicago's his home. Yeah. You check it out. It's like, oh, this is the biggest festival around here. Let's go see what this is He can is just fly. He get great seats. Doesn't have to pay for a ticket. Yeah. I mean, just, it's just like walking down the street. He doesn't pay an astronomical amount of money. Mm-hmm. After him flying about the treetops, he landed in an open part of Grant Park. He descended. Oh, my God. <laughs> the creature was approximately seven feet tall and completely black. It had a pair of red eyes that glowed, and when its wings spread open, it must have been at least ten feet across. These wings did not look like they had feathers, but instead looked like what a giant bat's wings would look like. It made no sound other than the sound of flapping once he got airborne, and it was gone within four to five seconds. End quote. That was all a direct quote from a person who reported that story. Huh. Afterwards, the park was dead silent. Now, Lon, Mr. Strickler, thinks this account is a little fishy, since it matches so many earlier sightings almost too perfectly. Mm-hmm. But there it is nonetheless, you know. I mean, it'd be cool to say the Mothman was at Lollapalooza, but, you know. August 9th, 2017. What follows as well? Let's get into it. This account can be found in Mothman Dynasty, Chicago's Winged Humanoids. This could be a scene from a live-action motion picture. Quote, 
At approximately 9.20 p.m. Central Time, the witness and her husband were returning to her parents' residence after taking a brief walk along North Lakeshore Drive, walking south. As they approached East Schiller Street, they noticed something large and dark flying from them, flying towards them from their left, from the direction of Lake Michigan. Both witnesses were startled as the flying anomaly crossed ahead of them at an altitude of 20 or so feet. They watched the anomaly sweep upwards over the trees in front of 1400 North Lakeshore Drive, then stop in midair after it reached a height just a few stories from the top of the building. It hovered with a large pair of wings for approximately five seconds as it seemed to focus on the windows in front of it. So there's a story somewhere where somebody's going to be like, he's fucking looking at me in the third story. What is he doing? It then bent backwards and fell into a dive down towards the trees. So imagine that dynamic. This backwards fall. Yeah, what? Yeah, just like whoosh. That's a, that's a confident flyer. Mm-hmm. The witnesses hurriedly walked in the direction of the intersection and then turned right onto East Schiller Street, quickly walking towards the entrance to the condominium building. And then suddenly, the large winged being slowing descended in front of them. It says slowing descended. Slowingly. He slowly descended in front of them, no more than 25 feet away. It hovered about five feet above the sidewalk, with its wings spread open as it peered at the couple with large, bright red eyes that slowly altered back and forth in intensity. So his eyes are like beaming back and forth. He's hovering five feet above the ground. What a maniac. Yeah. Several people on the other side of the street, including a delivery van driver, reacted with screams and frightened yelps. Ah, yeah. Uh-huh. The winged being hovered for 10 seconds, then quickly pulled the wings into its body and shot up quickly into the night sky. See, that's not how wings normally work. It's not. And there was no sound other than the rush of air as the being flew upwards. Mm-hmm. The witness called AG for, again, privacy reasons, described the winged being as human-like with a small head that narrowed at the top. So sometimes he had this little pointy head. It had legs like a human with long feet that tapered. Neither witness noticed any arms. The body was five to six feet in height, and it had wide wings that resembled the top wings of a butterfly attached along the body. That's a little more moth-like. But again, this is daytime, so they might be able to get a better picture. The illumination from the building entrance could be seen through the wings, so it looked to be made of a skin or membrane. Hmm. Butterfly-like wings that are fleshy. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Weird. The wingspan was easily 10 plus feet. The legs pulsated as it hovered in the air. The overall color was very dark, like a deep bluish green. Now, at nighttime, a deep bluish green would look dark. Yeah, it would look like black. Black, probably. But the picture I showed you in the beginning, he looked kind of green. Mm-hmm. His, and his membrane was like red, like his wings were kind of reddish. Yeah, you could see through him a little bit. Yeah, so I mean, interesting. The skin on the body may have been moist since it was shiny. The eyes were large compared to the head size, slightly slanted, and alternated back and forth in brightness. So his eyes are like pulsating, or maybe when he focuses... It made no noise, other than a slight humming from the pulsating legs. Hmm. Some kind of hum, some vibration. 
Both witnesses stated that they felt a vibration that emanated from the being. Could be part of his psychic energy. Mm -hmm. Now, we started to address this earlier, but with these crazy reports unrelenting, and with the news media becoming more privy to them, you'd think maybe one guy within the municipal government of Chicago would be tasked with looking into it or doing something about it. Well, August 10th, 2017, near Chicago's Ohio Street Beach, quote, I wish to report an incident that I had on Thursday about 7.30 p.m. in Chicago. I was out walking my dog. Again, this guy wasn't alone. He has a dog. Yeah. I guess it counts. Closer. Yeah. And was watching storm clouds as they were coming in. It was then that I saw what I can only describe as a big owl that was in the sky above the lake just offshore of Ohio Street Beach. It was flying in a circular pattern and looked like it was riding thermals as it was not using its wings much to keep it aloft, but only gliding. I watched it for about a minute before it dipped down toward the shore and was out of sight. I waited around about... I waited around for about five minutes, even walking the half block over toward Lakeshore Drive to see if I could maybe see something from that vantage point. I saw nothing else and then headed home as there was a storm approaching and did not want to be caught outside in the rain. After describing this incident, the account dove into another faucet of the story entirely. Why was this individual really reporting this sighting? Quote, same account. Mm-hmm. I'm reporting this to add to your growing list of sightings within the city. I ask that I do not be contacted in regards to this or that my name not be used. The reason being that I work for the city of Chicago within city government as administrative staff and do not want this to get out and potentially jeopardize my job. I am very sincere in my sighting and wish to share it with you but cannot risk losing what has taken many years to accomplish. I can tell you that these sightings have not gone unnoticed and have garnered much attention, but there are powers to be that do not want their increasing number of sightings to jeopardize the summer and potentially scare away tourists. But please know that these sightings have not gone unnoticed within City Hall. Thank you for your time and your attention, and I hope that my sighting helps add a piece to the puzzle of what is going on in this city, unquote. Hmm. You have thoughts about that? It's pretty crazy. This guy works for the government. Yeah. He's seeing Mothman, and then basically tells you there's a conspiracy within the government to hide Mothman activity. Yeah. <laughs> for tourism dollars. Yeah. We what the hell the is money. that? the money. Don't let the moth people scare you. Yeah, just don't. It's, just, it's nothing. It's a bunch of crazy people with all these crazy websites. Just shut up. Yeah. Shut up and go look at Willis Tower. Go on the sky deck. Look yeah, down. Yeah. Think about your own mortality. Have fun. Yeah. Don't worry about the moth people. It's nothing. Moth men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The moth people. The moth people. Ignore them. Ignore them. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Just hand wave it away. None of these stories. It's like it never happened. The sighting itself is reminiscent of previous sightings of an owl-like being seen flying over the lakefront. Ever since the Auburn-Gresham sighting and zero police reports coming to light, you know, when the police officers were there and they saw the thing going on, Yeah. but no report has come out about that, 
Many have jumped into conspiratorial territory, hypothesizing that a cover-up is in full force. Because what's more fun than imagining a city hiding evidence of a Mothman? <laughs> I mean, not a lot. I mean, that's pretty I fun. mean, it's not like the city has ever been known to hide the truth about anything, right? Yeah. It's not like most of the city is laced with cameras recording any and everything they can, <laughs> right? Yeah. Wait. What? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I mean. Oh, why would the cameras even be placed there? Is that where you're going? Just to catch Mothman, I, I mean, I assume. Quotes. I receive anywhere from 10 to 20 calls daily from people who live and work in the Chicago metro area. People are very concerned by these sightings, and I always attempt to dispel any theory that this being is a portent of disaster or bad tidings. Hmm. In the process of taking telephone calls and emails from the good people of Chicago... Some of these inquiries have come from city workers and citizens with ties to local government. So the statement made by the witness, these sightings may have not gone unnoticed within City Hall, doesn't surprise me. If this is actually a fact, then we can only assume that the city of Chicago has more knowledge of this flying humanoid than we do. Quote, this was Lon Strickler's thoughts on this very issue. I mean, it seems reasonable. Right? To think that way. Yeah. Could be. As we leave this episode, I want that thought to linger in your brain. Mm -hmm. I'm not condoning subversive thinking, but just imagine a world where the city of Chicago has an entire database on the Chicago Mothman. I want you to think about the legacy of the Chicago political machine and the historical corruption that is the marrow in that city's bones. I want you to think about the lengths the city will go to keep something secret. Why is Rahm Emanuel really stepping down? <laughs> <laughs> There's just an election today. How about that? Mm-hmm. Over the next week, let these thoughts stew. What did the city know, and when did they know it? What do they still know, and what are they hiding? Have they uncovered the real reason he's here? And if so, what happens next? We've established a sort of pattern of behavior with these incidents. It's kind of why I kept going into, that's every one from that date forward until I'm stopping right now. Yeah. Because they are still riddled with mystery. What motivations lurk behind the black membrane winged veil? What Mm -hmm. motivations, if any, exist within the mind of the Chicago Phantom? Next week, well, that's where we're headed. If you can't wait for more Mothman, go to SingularFortian.com, the website for the Singular Fortian Society, and check out their list of sightings. Again, I use these guys a lot researching this shit. Yeah, so go I just check out their sites. Their email yes, I debated. While we were talking about it. So yes, that's a fantastic. <laughs> I'm so excited. Also, be sure to check out Lon Strickler's blog, Phantoms and Monsters, and if you want some introspection. And further analysis, again, I mentioned like 18 million times, but be sure to pick up his wonderful book, Mothman Dynasty, Chicago's Winged Humanoids. If you want to read it right now, it's available on Kindle. And check out ufoclearinghouse.com as Manuel Navarrete's accounts are crucial to understanding what is going on here as well. But yeah. What motivations exist, if any, within the mind of the Chicago Phantom? Next week, Zach, we're going to talk about that. Why is this happening? I have no idea. This is part two. I got some thoughts, but... In our saga of the Mothman. Yeah. So, like, it's an ongoing story. 
Yeah. It's an ongoing podcast series right now that we're doing. Yeah. But it's, I mean, uh, that's that's where that's where we are so far. So like, I mean, you can give me some thoughts. What do you think about that? It's a lot, right? It's a lot. Uh, From many random locations of many randomly different people. Right. And uh, the sightings between Point Pleasant and Chicago are similar enough and different enough that it's like, is this two different things? Right. The same thing? Right. That people are just seeing differently? Like, what do we got going on here? Exactly. It's a bunch of weird stuff. Yeah, the main noticeable difference that I keep coming back to is like they... Point Pleasant, they stress like feathers and birds. Yeah. This is all skin and membrane. Right. Glider, sugar glider, wingsuit man. Yeah. Did the Mothman just evolve for the times? Or, yeah. I mean, a different, different being or different similar? Yeah. Like, like, I mean, right? Even if you just accept like, oh, it's all just made up bullshit, fine. Because I, you know, I, I can see your side of the argument. Right, yeah. But what... This is still a lot of people. Are all these people just telling a story? What are they seeing? What yeah. is this? Well, and the other thing was the head stuff in this episode. Yeah. The I, tele- telepathy, the mind control? No, I mean the shape of their head. Oh, yes. He said it was a small, kind of pointed head. Whenever they notice it, it's got a human pointed head. Yeah. So a lot of the Point Pleasant stuff either said it seemed to have no head or there were people describing it as spade-like. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Because that's closer to pointed. Right. That would be that. Right. And maybe sometimes when he's flying, he ducks his head, too. Could be. If he tucks... If there's people not even acknowledging he has legs, he tucks those guys away. Or if people are seeing this thing when it's on the ground and, you know, it's got like a droopy neck. Yeah. Maybe it doesn't look like it has a head, which is kind of what Point Pleasant had going on. Yeah. Where it almost looked like just part of the body was where the eyes were coming from. Yeah, like it's just, they mentioned um, one account said he had broad shoulders. Right. So like, you know, if your head's, if your head's, you know, tipped down by those broad shoulders, yeah, like that would easily hide it. Mm-hmm. So man, that's like part two in our ongoing Mothman um, discussion. Yeah. So we're going to leave that sucker there, right? Yeah. Yeah, this is weird and feared, but we ain't done next week. Like I said, think about that. What is the city hiding? Will Lori Lightfoot? And you know, release the Mothman papers. Who knows? I guess we'll find out. I mean, we probably won't. What we are going to find out is that the Mothman ain't done. Yeah. The Phantom's got shit to do. Yeah. So we're in fear, baby. Yeah. What are we doing? Feared. What are we doing here? What do you do at the end of these podcasts? Oh, we get spooky. We absolutely do. So get get in line, uh, get in the queue because next week, man, Mothman. Part trace. Part trace. All right. Booyah, everybody. Yeah. Peace out.